0: We use, we use a waste stream of the carbon dioxide to produce our potassium carbonate, whereas normally this this is this type of product um, isn't mined. This is something that is produced anyway. Mm. So we're just using a waste stream to produce it instead of burning more natural gas to create mm. this this product.
1: Hi everyone! Welcome to our podcast, The Beauty Beat, where we track the pulse and beat of the beauty industry from across the beautyverse, be it big and small beauty brands, beauty tech and gadgets, e-commerce and marketing, ingredients and packaging, and everything in between. I'm your host, Lisa, and with me today are Michelle and Kathy from Cleano Two. Hi there! Hi. Good morning. So before we dive into the questions, let me first introduce Cleano Two to you. Clean O2 is not just another environmentally friendly soap company. They're actually working to solve climate change one soap bar at a time. Their founders invented this revolutionary device, Carbon X, that captures carbon dioxide emissions from building heating systems and turns it into non-toxic pearl ash, also known as potassium carbonate but they decided to take it one step further. Capturing carbon just wasn't enough. Um, And as advocates of the circular economy, they decided to upcycle the pearl ash and put it to good use in new products. That is how their soap and cleansing products came about. Cleano2 is the first company to turn carbon dioxide emissions into natural soap. And today I'm going to talk to Michelle and Kathy. So, Kathy is a chemical technologist and has been with CleanO2 team since its inception. Her 20 years of experience in both the chemical and heating industry adds a significant level of expertise to the team. Kathy is passionate about both industries and plays a role in helping reduce emissions. And then, Michelle is a cosmetic formulator, artisan perfumer, certified blue belt in innovation engineering and a member of the Society of Cosmetic Chemists and the Handcraft Bath and Body Guild of Canada. She oversees the talented team of soap makers at Cleaner2 and leads everything from the sourcing of natural ingredients that allow them to create responsible eco-friendly soap to testing innovative new formulations. So first things first, Michelle, what is your favorite beauty ingredient?
2: Uh, you mean in addition to potassium carbonate, because that is our <laughs> that's our favorite one for sure that we play with all the time. Of uh, but yes, but in addition to that, uh, I'm really loving working with the hydrolyzed proteins. Uh, there's some really nice ones out on the market, and uh, because of some of the things that we've been working with, I find that they're very flexible. And how about you, Kathy?
0: I'm I'm a fan of all of the. Well, there's there's so many, and of course. You know, it seems like every every week Michelle throws another one my way, my way. How about this one? Let's look at this one. How about this one? Will this one work? So it's, it gets very confusing after a while. But I'm 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 in love with all of the scent uh, profiles that that uh, that Michelle has been been using um, and putting together to find different blends of of the smells. That's that's mm-hmm. what I'm loving.
1: And what is like your favorite scent?
0: Uh, I, I I'm loving the coconut, of course, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 something really fresh like I like cucumber. That kind of uh, nice fresh scent.
1: Mm. These are some great ingredients. <laughs> Thanks for sharing yeah. that. Um, so the first thing I wanted to touch upon during our conversation is the impact of the beauty industry on the world. In a way, it can be. a bit of a painful conversation as we all love the beauty industry, but there's definitely room for improvement here when it comes to sustainability. So I'm going to direct this question to you first, Kathy. How do you think we can take responsibility for the environment in the beauty industry? Well, it's
0: it's definitely a difficult one. Um, every year, 120 billion units of cosmetic packaging are produced, uh, mostly for for one-time use. And uh, when you look at uh, what's affecting uh, carbon emissions, it's either gonna be the packaging or the producing, but the the packaging is is definitely a large part of that. Um, Mm -hmm. According to the LCA Center uh, in the Netherlands, uh, the study they shows 70% of the carbon emissions are attributed to Uh, the packaging uh, and could be eliminated if we had uh, refillable containers. So, in you know, like I say, addition to packaging, there's also um, uh, the production carbon footprint, which obviously uh, here at CleanO2, that's something we take very seriously. And we look at trying to reduce that as much as possible.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. And how about you, Michelle? What are some of the Active steps companies in the beauty industry can take towards a greener world?
2: So we've seen a, a lot of work happening in that area already. Uh, I want to say probably the circularity mindset is one of the most important ones. Um, within that, you're seeing things like upcycling um, of different ingredients, the refill programs that everybody's working on, uh, recyclable or the compostable packaging, uh, lots lots of innovation happening around that, um, waterless products. Switching to renewable energy, uh, there's just a ton of work in that, and um, so within that area, the you know our carbon X units helping to capture the carbon within the factories. That's kind of where we would land uh, within that mindset.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also so good to see that the beauty industry is so innovative when it comes to sustainable solutions. I'm loving that. It's it's amazing. Um, and of course, both of your answers tie in neatly with CleanOut too. Um, so, do you want to tell me a little bit more about the founding of the company, Kathy?
0: Sure. Uh, well, it's it's started out uh, about 17 years ago, actually, as oh, wow. a, a project, project that Jason approached, approached me. He wanted to enter a contest in a Popular Mechanics magazine uh, to come up with something that would. Uh, basically help save the planet, reduce carbon emissions, and so on. Uh, and I was just the right chemistry nerd to to help him along with that. So that's how we started. Uh, wow. That's uh, looking to find something that would um, be accessible for for everyone to to take part in, not just the large oil and gas companies. Mm. Uh, so we, we looked at something that, that where both of us were familiar in the heating and cooling industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, where mo- most of our our expertise uh, resides. So that's mm. so we that's how we uh, uh, develop the CarbonX unit. Mm.
1: That's definitely not a story here every day. <laughs> and Michelle, what made you decide to join Cleano too?
2: You know, I met Jason just off offhand through a, a mutual uh, connection, and and I. I heard the story. I had been making soap and body care for about a decade before I met Jason, um, and in so many happenstance stories, you you hear about the synchronicity of things, and. He said, I'm looking for a soap maker. The contractor that Clean02 had been using wasn't able to do the production anymore. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, this is an amazing team and and such a great company. I, I think I need to be a part of this. So we chatted a little bit and, you know, the more we explored, uh, you know, the value alignment and the skill sets. And, and I met the team. I thought this is just a group of people that I need to work with. I just knew immediately that they were my tribe. I had to join.
1: Oh, that sounds like a perfect fit. <laughs> um, and do you want to tell me a little bit more about how you produce your products?
0: Well, this, the soap uh, bars are, are are made here locally, produced in our uh, Calgary factory. Um, the liquid products are made. Um, we have a, a contract manufacturer in, in northern Alberta up in Edmonton. Um, we collect the carbonate from our, our operational units and then it is added to to the various products. Um, and here in Calgary was where we do uh, the research and development as well, uh, trying all the different uh, blends, products, etc. Um, we have a regional model and uh, and operational units in Calgary, USA uh, and uh, Japan as well. So mm-hmm. the, the goal is to set up uh, regional manufacturing close close to the carbonate production. So we can we can keep it uh, again, reduce that footprint by. Making uh, manufacturing plants wherever we have our units. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to to build communities based based on the uh, locations around around the carbonics units.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I guess I'm not the only one wondering what happens when you use a soap bar. For example, does the carbon get released when using that soap?
0: No, it it does not. Um, basically, the what it, it's it's converted into, like Michelle said, it's a, a safe chemical. It's potassium carbonate mm-hmm. uh, or pearl ash. Um The compound does not break down into carbon dioxide. You can force it to um, mm-hmm. by adding acid or or extreme heat. Um, but it, it will happily stay as a as a carbonate molecule um, in in the in the soap and in the in the water source. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so in that case, would you say CleanO2 is carbon neutral or even carbon positive? Uh,
0: we're certainly on track to be uh, carbon neutral uh, by the mm-hmm. end of this year, um, but we need uh, for that we need fifty operational Carbonx units uh, to hit this goal. Um, we track our electricity and natural gas and and uh, at our offices, warehouses and and we actually are working with our investors into a deep dive into this exact uh, um, topic for sure. Um, it means you know we use we use a waste stream of the carbon dioxide to produce our potassium carbonate, whereas normally this this is this type of product, um, Isn't mined. This is something that is produced anyway. Mm. So we're just using a waste stream to produce it instead of burning more natural gas to create Mm. this this product. So it's, uh, um, I say, once once we have that uh, that number uh, number of units out uh, in the field working, then we'll we'll hit that uh, Mm. carbon neutral.
1: That's amazing. Very exciting, <laughs> um, and in terms of sourcing, and I guess I should d- direct this question to Michelle, um, how do you source your ingredients um, and do you look at the carbon footprint of the
2: whole supply chain? For sure, so like Kathy said, I'm I'm always exploring new things. Uh, there's a ton of innovation happening in the beauty industry right now. Lots of upcycling, uh, lots of organic. Uh, the EcoCert and the Cosmos Certified are, are typically where I start. I have mm-hmm. this long stringent list of things that automatically will remove an ingredient. So if it's a, a synthetic color, if it contains a palm oil or a sulfate, um, we're working away from no betanes, anything like that. So there's a big mm-hmm. long list of things that we don't want to work with. Uh, So I start with that. I go through the inky and uh, perhaps the raw materials listing on that ingredient uh, to see if it passes that first. Uh, Then we look at the biodegradability. uh, Does it bioaccumulate? That sort of thing. Um, One of the things that we want to make sure that we're working with are that we're working towards the core values of the company. So that's clean for the earth. Good for the species that are on it, the circularity, the innovation. So I make sure that I keep those values in mind when I'm looking at it. And I try to pick companies that also align with those values. Mm -hmm. So the carbon footprint is also part of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're trying to get things, like Kathy said, it's it's a regional model as best as we can. We try to order in bulk uh, so that we're not shipping things more often than we need to. Um, and then, and then, of course, our e-commerce uh, is going to produce the carbons, and so we've partnered with Ecology to reduce the carbon footprint from the shipping as well. So we're really trying to look at it from a 30,000-foot view, and, and um, as you know, it's a pretty complex thing. So mm-hmm. it's going to take us uh, a little bit, and, and it's evolving and improving um, in the industry. So uh, yeah. we're excited by what we see.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was going to ask if you think Leo two contributes to a circular economy, but I think we already kind of answered that question.
2: <laughs> That's one of our core values. We we absolutely want to continue down that road. It is an evolution. Uh, probably a couple of years ago, there weren't a lot of circular ingredients and circularity probably wasn't even a topic of conversation. Uh, but now, you know, the Ellen MacArthur Foundation has been doing a, a lot of work on that uh, they have a great podcast called the circularity show L- lots of companies are embracing it uh, so there's some really interesting innovation happening around circularity
1: oh yeah for sure and so what
2: are some of the next steps for Cleano too?
1: two sure well on
0: the, on the carbonex side um we uh we just been finishing up uh a version 3.4 um but the carbonex version 4 is 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 due to be out uh, by the end of 2023 and that will have twice the the carbon capture capacity so we're we're excited about that uh next steps mm-hmm. for for that unit um and uh you know from there on the, on the other side on on the soap and and beauty product side I'll I'll let uh I'll let Michelle handle that one
2: so we're pretty excited we've been working away for more than a year on some waterless uh, launches so So I think that that's really going to help with our circularity, with the the packaging. We're working on getting less plastic packaging. We have some liquid products right now that are in plastic. Uh, We're trying really hard to get rid of that. And every time we think we found a compostable plastic or a recyclable plastic, we hit a little bit of a barrier. So uh, Mm -hmm. that is another high priority for us. Definitely uh, working on that and our sustainability strategy. Uh, We're sort of halfway through that. It's influenced by the United Nations and the sustainability development goals, Um, also by our core values and uh, our investors. Uh, We're we're having some really interesting conversations with them, learning about what's important, uh, what the priorities are, what's doable, what's feasible. So, that's all keeping us very busy <laughs> yeah
1: I can imagine for sure. yeah <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing what the future holds for clean or two um so I also I think I noticed on social media that you recently had a little bit of a rebrand did you just update the packaging or was there more to it
0: well it uh we, we definitely did go through that um some of the reasons why we decided to rebrand um First of all, the, the packaging that we had uh, was kind of invisible. Um, it, myself included, I would go into the stores where we were selling soap and I'd look for it and I couldn't find it. Uh, it seemed to just uh, blend into the rest of the very full uh, stock mm-hmm. shelves. Um, hard to see. So we, we wanted mm-hmm. our new boxes to to give us a chance to to stand out in the crowd. Um, the recyclable boxes we have now are are forest stewardship council certified cardboard uh containing 30% uh post consumer waste and, and they also have a scent per portal so you can lift it up to your to your nose and, and smell easily there are mm-hmm. opening up the box to sniff we also we didn't see ourselves uh reflect reflected in the brand um our our co- our company isn't sleek and mysterious like the black boxes used to be uh to the contrary we're we're direct focused and uh Uh, focused on being transparent we see ourselves as uh, you know playful bold and and unique Um, so that's that's, that you know we we wanted to make sure that we reflected that with with the new boxes
1: oh yeah exactly Um, yeah so we've been talking about sustainability a circular economy um, but one of the topics I really wanted to touch upon briefly is greenwashing Uh, For those listening who might not be aware, greenwashing is when a company claims to be environmentally conscious for marketing purposes, but isn't actively making any notable sustainable efforts. Um, And the worst thing is that companies can be greenwashing, even if they have good intentions. And there are so many sustainable claims out there, so it's easy to fall in the trap of misleading claims. Um, So how do you think we should tackle the greenwashing trend?
2: Uh, we've definitely been seeing more of that in the news, for sure. There's uh, there was actually a couple of lawsuits that uh, hit the beauty industry magazines uh, just because of that. So I think customer education is definitely really important, and it's not just about the ingredients. It's not just about the packaging. There's a lot of transparency. Um, and we know that there's a lot of room for improvement and and innovation. Uh, I, I really believe that the industry wants to be transparent. We you know we we want to give the customers safe, good products and and make them happy. i I honestly believe that it is a complicated road. Um, so certification, badges, you know, continued demand for transparency is is going to push things along. Uh, I was really excited to learn about the Eco Beauty Score Consortium. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've heard about that, but (laughs) uh, yeah, yeah. So Mm -hmm. we're looking into that as well. Uh, We Mm want to, we think with it, we have a lot to learn, uh, Mm -hmm. but I think we also have something to contribute and and we want to help in that area for sure. So things like that are definitely going to remove the the greenwashing um, part of that is messaging you know it's it, it just might not be the messaging is coming through in a in a genuine way uh, so there is there is definitely work to do and and the companies I think are are really bringing the best of of their scientists and their communicators together to make sure that we can move that in the right direction
1: yeah exactly yeah, so also your company is so focused on this sustainable side. Um so do you have any tips for other brands or someone else who might want to like be more sustainable or live more sustainable? What would you say is like h- how would you tackle that basically?
0: I'd say never never stop trying and keep digging. Um you know, there's so many different uh stuff out there you can you can you can research um, just never stop trying never give up
1: that's a nice one how about
2: you Michelle uh, you know I think tapping into a lot of the resources uh, following people on LinkedIn that are talking about it there's a lot of dialogue out there there's a lot of smart people out there and when yes. it comes to sustainability people really seem to have that open source mindset where they're willing to share um, it's a complex, Uh, ecosystem that we live in this this big blue dot that we're living on is um, we want to save it and there are lots of different ways to do that so that's what I would do is uh, find your mentor uh, learn as much as you can and and like Kathy said just keep going Uh, we'll figure it out but it's it's going to be a journey for sure
1: yeah exactly so yeah, we're talking about sustainability, but um, something else I wanted to very quickly talk about is regeneration. I was wondering if Cleano Two is uh, also contributing to that. So not the idea that you don't you're not just sustainable, but you're actively giving back to the earth. So how does uh, Cleano Two do that?
0: Well, we we actually um, we started the program. We uh, we plant one mangrove tree. Order that comes in through on mm. online that we're doing now, um, so it's uh, uh, definitely uh, something that uh, you know we looked into how how can we regenerate the earth, and that certainly seems to be the best way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for this chat. I really enjoyed it. Um, would you mind telling our listeners where they can find you on social media and what your website is? Absolutely.
2: So cleano2.ca is where they can have a look at all of our soaps. They can learn about the story. Uh, There's a great little video there that they can watch so they can see the process of how we capture the carbon, uh, look at the life cycle of all the products. Um, And there's a contact page. We love hearing from people. Uh, We respond to questions all the time and uh, we'd love to hear from people. If if they hit that contact form, Uh, you can also find us on LinkedIn uh, we're pretty active on LinkedIn as well and I believe on Instagram as well <laughs> absolutely we have yeah, great too. great reels and stories absolutely yeah.
1: amazing um, is there anything else you'd like to add to our conversation something we didn't touch upon now is your chance <laughs>
2: I don't think so. i I'm just so glad that you're doing things like this. I had a look at some of the other topics and listened to one of the other podcasts. and um, mm-hmm. these sorts of things are important. Uh, it It gets people thinking about what could be uh, and looking yes. at the positive contribution that they can make. and And that's really important. Everybody has a contribution somewhere in the sustainability cycle.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah for sure oh that's so nice to hear (laughs) thank you good way to
0: get involved for sure
1: exactly yeah it's so important to keep talking about this yeah absolutely well kathy and michelle thank you so much for joining me on the beauty beat and thanks for helping inspire so many people to do better thank you for having us bye (laughs) take care bye now you too bye-bye thank you for listening to this episode of the beauty beat we hope you enjoyed it if you have any questions you'd like us to answer in one of our next episodes, or if you'd like to be our next guest, email us at socialatcovalo.com. Make sure to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at join underscore cavallo, and on LinkedIn and Facebook at join cavallo. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, make sure to leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Have a good, delicious rest of your day.